sitting in my office today, it's a little chilly outside, drinking a cup of hot chocolate with a sugar cookie. It's just nice and quiet. And my mind is going to a place that yours probably is touching on, on and off through the holiday seasons that happen to us year by year. You know, there are times in life when there's such terrific, difficult impossibilities that often seem there's no end. Everything seems uncertain about these issues that happen to us from time to time. I like to liken it to life's puzzles. It's a puzzle piece that's often missing, such as we're unsure about tomorrow or the piece that won't fit about any troubles or trials or piece maybe about family members or financial struggles and stresses of life. This modern day we live in has brought about its own challenges that upon the ends of the world may come. These can surely be as pieces of a puzzle in our hands that don't fit together, that don't seem to add up. And then you add in the missing loved one as a puzzle piece. Now, where does this all fit? These puzzle pieces of life that are the reality of everyday living often look to us like nothing makes sense. Curvatures and sudden turns that circumstances bring into our lives are similar to a puzzle. You like to make puzzles? Often in holiday times, people will pour out a puzzle on a table or coffee table and sit and muse over them and have quiet conversations or deep thoughts as they try to fit together the various pieces. I'm sure you today, you've got your own puzzle pieces that are open-ended questions of things that have occurred that don't make any sense at all to you. Pieces of life that are now lying around in the corners of your mind, having not fit in any area of life. The whys of life can bring a chorus of voices into your mind when you run your hands of memory softly over the experiences again. We like to say, hurry up, God, I can't wait. Remember your puzzles in the edge of the cliff pieces are not puzzles to God. He sees the end of your life starting from the very beginning when you were conceived right to this very moment and beyond to your own tomorrows, all the way to your safely home with him. But there are many who have a weakened heart that doesn't move in the face of trouble, but rather stand beside the swirling waters of turmoil, wishing the waters would just part so they could move ahead. Really, as I toy with a puzzle piece in my own hand, one need not wait for destiny to open before moving ahead because it's simply the one who puts his foot down to step into the water, finds that at that moment the water parts and makes way for the lowering foot just before it touches. And this is the one who discovers God in a greater capacity and a deepening sense of his love is truly discovered. Ecclesiastes 11 and 4 says, He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. 11 and 5 says, As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God, 
who maketh all. And the very next verse says, In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand, for thou knowest not whether shall prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. <laughs> you know, when a farmer sows seed, if he waits on the clouds, he'll never get that field plowed and sowed. If he waits on the wind to be just right, well, that could be so wishy-washy. You just have to do what you know to do, regardless of the clouds. One time in a journal of mine, I wrote on the edge of the corner of a back page, a little word the Lord had given to me. And he said to me at that time, facts or fiction awaits those who stand and watch. Rather, the wheat is collected by those who gather. A profound word to me at that time because we were debating on building a church or should we wait? We decided to go ahead and build it, regardless of what was happening in the world around us. And a great church was built as a result. You see, those that follow facts will find that tomorrow, the facts have changed again. As knowledge increases, so do the facts. One time man thought the world was flat, but it has been found that it is not. Man often makes assessments of health that are later proven to be false. Facts change because facts are not necessarily the truth. Those who follow fiction and the fantasy of the mind will find themselves in a maze of mind games that does not end. For the what-ifs of life encourage fear to develop within our hearts. We cannot base our beliefs upon the circumstances of life we cannot take puzzle pieces and try to fit them together and force them in and make the little corners fit just right. And sometimes they don't even belong to the same puzzle. But rather, we have to base our beliefs on the solid truth of the Word of God. You know the story about the house built on the rock, right? And there was another one built on the sand. And Jesus said, Matthew seven twenty four. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand." And the rain descended, and the flood came, and the wind blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Martin Luther, you know the famous Martin Luther, the 1400s? He said this statement, quote, Just as no one can go to hell or heaven for me, so no one can believe for me, and so no one can open or close heaven or hell for me, and no one can drive me either to believe or disbelieve. <laughs> he held his puzzle pieces close in the belief on the solid word that was found in the Bible. You know, in the midst of turmoil and heated moments of struggle and prayer, we often cry out, God, where are you? 
Where are you working? I don't see you and I don't know what's happening. And I'm so confused about this has taken place in my life. You know, my own journals are written prayers many times of heartaches and sorrows and losses. And I'm just going to share some of those in this podcast because I think you might want to hear the anguish and the answer all that came together. So while I too have written, God, where are you? Why is this happening? This is a nightmare coming to pass in my life. (laughs) I heard the Lord say back to me at one time, do you think you're waiting on me? Must I be pulled and tugged until you have my attention upon the need? I'm your father. And I know what you need even before you do. Why must the wait be so hard? Because of your fear and the anxious moments of the awkward movements of man out of sync with one another. This I say unto you, do not allow the games of the enemy to move you. Stand and see what I shall do for those who trust in me. I will not leave you comfortless, but will provide the strength in this battle. And I'm living proof he surely did. The puzzle pieces didn't fit in my hand, but God didn't need a puzzle piece. He knew the end from the beginning to start with. And he was unintimidated by my own actions and my fears and the puzzle pieces I was trying to force into place and make it make sense. (laughs) The actions that we often portray in a battle, an intense time of our life when loss is threatening or has happened to us is we portray fear. We portray anxious moments and also the awkward movements of man out of sync with each other. So true. But the actions that God wants us to portray in a battle would be to not allow the games of the enemy to move us, to stand firm and see what he does for those who trust in him, and to know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I will not leave you comfortless, but will give strength in the battle. So what do we do with those pieces of life that don't fit? We do this. We believe God's promises. There was a famous man who lived from 1260 to 1327. You know, a long time ago. He said this. Our Lord cannot endure that any who love him should be worried for fear is painful. Thus, St. John says, love casteth out fear. Love cannot put up with either fear or pain. And so to grow in love is to diminish in fear. And when one has become perfected in love, fear is gone out of him altogether. At the beginning of a good life, however, fear is useful. It's love's gateway. A punch or an awl makes a hole for the thread with which a shoe is sewed, and a bristle is put on the thread to get it through the hole. But when the thread does bind the shoe together, the bristle is out. So fear leads love at first. And when love has bound us to God, fear is done away. Wow, what a statement. Isaiah 43.10 
You are my witnesses, said the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Mark 9.23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So let's talk about these puzzle pieces that don't fit. Norman Vincent Peale said, The cure for fear is faith. Aha! Faith. What are the promises of God that you might be holding on in your current emptiness in the space where nothing seems to fit. What are his promises? Well, there's so many of these puzzle pieces that can fit in any kind of a space that you might be left with. Those gaping holes, these puzzle pieces certainly will fit. Isaiah 41 says, I, the Lord God, will hold your right hand and say unto thee, I will help thee. Or this one, I, even I, am he that comforteth you. Who are you that you should be afraid of man who should fade, or the son of man who is as grass? Or how about this puzzle piece? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Almighty shall abide under the shadow of his wing. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my strong tower. This is a corner piece right here. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And here's the missing piece above all. For I am persuaded that neither height nor death, nor things present nor things to come, shall be able to separate me from the love of God. You got that puzzle piece in your pocket? You got it in your heart and your mind? Is it something that you can bring out when fear tries to attest you and say, you're not going to make it? Can you pull that puzzle piece and fit it right into your puzzle? We can when we trust God's word. (laughs) One of my journals says, a whispered word from the Lord to me, says all who do the will of God will suffer, but also reap the benefits of serving the Lord God. So it is with you. Those who trust in me shall never be ashamed. Do not judge the hours at hand as the hope of your calling. It is but a breath in your lifetime. (laughs) Puzzle piece that fits me together when I need him the most. 1 Peter 5 and 10 says, But the God of all grace, who has called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Or Psalms 37, 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Psalms 37, the very next verse says, And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Mm. I've held on to this little piece right here for 
such times when the wind is blowing strong. Psalms 34.22 says, The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Yeah. Doesn't mean the wind's not going to blow. Doesn't mean the floods are coming, but it means you will stand secure. When the storm is over, you'll still be standing. Mark 10, 24. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and saith unto them, Children, how hard it is for them that trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. Wow. So to enter the kingdom of God, we're going to have to lay down some puzzle pieces that don't even belong in this puzzle. Because perfect love cast out fear. We like to put our trust and faith and riches and security and a lifestyle that's comfortable and easy. But you know, I'm telling you, this day and age, you never know what's going to happen next. And if we're going to enter the kingdom of God, we're going to have to pick up the puzzle pieces that actually are made to fit in the soul of us. Oswald Chambers said, It is a great thing to be a believer, but easy to misunderstand what the New Testament means by it. It's not that we believe Jesus Christ can do things or that we believe in a plan of salvation. It is that we believe him. Whatever happens, we will hang on to the fact that he is true. If we say I'm going to believe he's going to put things right. We shall lose our confidence when we see things go wrong. Wow. What a puzzle piece. What a puzzle piece. Scribbled in the lines of my pages in a past journal says this. Leave that which you do not understand with me safe in the hands of the one who made you. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Safe in the hands of the one who made you. I'm going to give you a secret puzzle piece, and it's got two words written on it. And this little puzzle piece will certainly fit whatever condition Whatever circumstance, life or death, things present, things to come, principalities, power, all of it. The secret puzzle piece has the words written on it that says, let God. Doesn't say let go. It says, let God. First Corinthians fifteen fifty seven says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the next verse says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, forasmuch as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. What do you do with that puzzle piece called let God? Well, you do this. You let God do this his way. You let God move as he wills. You let God take full control. 
Let God do his work. Let God manage your life. Let God organize your life. Let God be in charge of everything. Let God run your life. When fear comes, chase it away with scripture. When doubt assails you, reject it with the word. When insecurity tries to bind you, quote God's law to it. When control tries to take over, hold your hands up and surrender to God and say, you're in charge. I let God take over. Don't let the devil push you into putting your hands on the wheel of life and cause you to drive off in the ditch of despair. Not when we know the Lord. Not when we've got those puzzle pieces, those hidden pieces that we can pull out in a moment's instant and put them in that missing gap. 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? We have a past president in America, Theodore Roosevelt, powerful speaker. He said these words, Far better it is to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to take rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy much nor suffer much, because they live in the gray twilight that knows not victory or defeat. Yeah, you got a puzzle going on. Yeah, you got some things worked out. It is the right pieces and it all does make sense in those areas. But then you come to some other seasons where everything is murky. Everything's muddy. You're looking around on the floor. Where's these pieces? Did we drop some pieces on the floor? Why is it that this does not come together like it should? <laughs> God makes a promise. Faith believes it, hope anticipates it, and patience quietly awaits it. Revelation 21 and 7 says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Hmm. Take every puzzle piece of your life, and number one, Commit its care to the Lord. Number two, abandon it to God. Number three, walk in obedience to the word. Four, watch God work. And five, see the completed picture of glory in the end. For all things do work together for them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. You don't have to look on the floor for the missing piece. It's already in your hand. It's just a matter of an act of our will where we say, okay, I'm going to let God take this puzzle and make it make the picture he designed. You know, my family and I one time did a puzzle and it was so confusing because the pieces, the actual picture did not depict what was on the cover of the box. 
There were people on the cover that were not in the picture. There were trees on the cover that were not in the picture. There was all kinds of little dogs and stuff running around, and they weren't in the picture at all. It was confusing to put it together. Life seemed like that to you at times. Like, am I even working on the right puzzle? Well, I have to tell you, the Lord gave you life. You are the puzzle. And while we're trying to make it all make sense, the Father has already designed us in such a way. He's the one who knows what he's designing in the end. He knows the creation that he's making out of you. When it's all said and done, it will all come together if we just use the one piece we've been given. And that is the piece called Let God. I encourage you today, pick that puzzle piece up, slip it in that open place, that gap. Where the missing loved one is, let God. Where the financial trouble is, let God. Where the sickness is, let God. Whatever may be the difficulty, let God. It's the missing puzzle piece that will always fit perfectly.